So in episode 10, Daniel Barnes and I went over the declassified document of James Logan Malloy's homicide of Jesse Harris. This was the first of two declassified documents that involved Malloy. I was in the process of obtaining a second document when COVID-19 struck, and that has delayed the process of obtaining that second document. Currently, we are going to move the episode release to every other Monday. Most of all, thank you for your support. Each and every one of you listening to the episodes and sharing them out. I appreciate it so much. You guys have really taken this podcast a lot further than I could just by myself. This episode is going to be a special look into the podcast of the ins and outs. It will be a behind-the-scenes of the Moonshine Murder and Mayhem podcast. How old were you when you first heard this story? The first time that I heard this story was from my granny, and it was about five years ago, and she was the only one that told me about this story, and I'd never heard it from my my pa dude. I never heard it from my dad. Um, So nobody really mentioned it at all, except for... After my pa dude passed away, I remember my granny telling me the story probably, it was probably seven years after he passed away that I even, that she told me the story. Has anyone else in your family attempted to dig into the mystery around Slim's death? As far as I know, no one else in the family has looked into this at all. It seems like that after it happened, it was kind of like case closed This is never being talked about again. Your first interview was with your grandmother. After hearing the story for as long as you had, how did it feel to hear it again, knowing what you were about to begin doing with it? The first interview that I did was with my Granny Pat, and I was just trying to learn all the equipment and get everything correct and everything sounding great. I actually was using two different, I was using my phone. I was using an an iPad. I was like, I'm not going to mess this up. And even if I do, I've got a backup here. So I had like two different microphones the first time that we did an interview. And it's hard to really take in what you're doing with all that going on because I kept having to watch and making sure everything was still working. So it was hard for me to really get in the moment. But when I got to listen to everything back again, it was, it just kind of brought all the people, you know, all my family that we were talking about to, to life. And it, and it kind of, brought them alive again because we were talking about them and, you know, I hadn't, I never met these people, but it was kind of like discussing this and and creating this project kind of gave them life again. What stress has this investigation caused in your regular life? The biggest stressor that the podcast puts on my life is I know that every week I'm going to be working on a script, doing an interview, recording my voiceovers, getting my brother-in-law, my wife to record their voiceovers for four nights a week. So I'm pretty well consumed about four nights uh, out of the week. 
And one of those nights, I'm also going to band practice. So, I, you know, I, I just stay focused on it. And it's been an obsession ever since I started on this. I guess like in, I've kind of lightly started on it in November. But the the real, the real kicker was when I actually did the first episode and started getting everything compiled together. Then it was like, I was trying to stay ahead of the curve at least by a couple weeks, and it slowly became I was doing everything the same week, getting it done, and then releasing it on that Monday. Was the progress worth it? Was the progress worth it considering the stress of working on a podcast four days a week? Um, I would say most definitely because I found out you know, when I first started in November of 2019 and just lightly researching everything, I will say that, yes, what I know now and what I didn't know when I first started has been really, truly an amazing adventure and journey through this podcast. So, yes, the stress has been worth it. With where you are now in your investigation... How do you see the next series of episodes unfolding? I honestly have no idea how the next couple episodes are going to turn out because I'm, I'm still waiting on that declassified document. Hopefully that I will get that document and then that will open some things up. But as far as right now, I really don't know what's going to happen next. Has the quarantine impacted your progress in any way? As I've already mentioned, I haven't been able to get a declassified document that I've been waiting on. Also, a majority of the interviews that I did were face-to-face, and then I kind of had to start to move towards doing interviews that were through Skype and and phone calls, and, you know, it just kind of takes away a little bit of the the natural, you know, feel of how a conversation's supposed to go and and the face-to-face um, conversations were, were really awesome and nothing against the Skype conversations, but it's just like the audio is better and there's just a natural feel when you're having a conversation with another person face-to-face. Have you made any meaningful connections with people because of this podcast? Uh, yes, I've made quite a, uh, quite a few connections through the podcast. Uh, the first connection that I made was with Eric Phillips with Find Me in the Dark podcast when we both did a co-sponsorship of each other's podcast. Um, we're still Facebook friends. We kind of bounce ideas off each other. It's awesome having somebody that's kind of like started around the same time that I did and just kind of, you know, helping each other um, kind of improve on each other's podcast. And it, it's been fun um, as far as that. And then also Billy and Ricky from Short Mountain Distillery, um, they've been awesome. And I feel like that I, you know, know them now and just pretty much everybody that I didn't know prior to the podcast. I feel like that, you know, I could, if I've got like an idea to bounce off of them or, or a question about, anything, I could just email, call, or send a text, and they would answer my question right away. You praised your wife and acknowledged her in your Q&A session. Did she play a major part in the deciding factor to begin this journey? 
yes, she's been so supportive during this journey. She's doing script editing. She's doing voiceovers. And she puts up with me working on this four days a week. So that that's a lot to say just about that. As a musician, do you ever think you'll write a song about what happened? I've kind of already been working on some stuff. Uh, you know, it's it's been in the back of my head. I'm like, I really want to write a song about Slim, just to what happened or, you know, him, just his taxi business, just something within this story that I want to write a song about because there's so much that I could write about. What are the odds we could see a Sleep Nation album centered around the story once it's finished? I don't believe I'm a good enough songwriter to write an entire album um, concerning this story and surrounding the story, but definitely I guarantee there will be a couple of songs at least come out of this. Um, Don't know when and don't know uh, when they'll be released or anything, but you could definitely look for a Slim-centered song by Sleep Nation very soon. What's the coolest thing to happen while you've been doing your research? As far as the research side is contacting the ATF and them telling me that I needed to contact the Freedom of Information Act at whateveremail.com and getting information from them that there were two declassified documents concerning James Logan Malloy, which whenever they first told me about these documents, they were very vague. They told me that it involved a homicide of Jesse Harris, and then that just opened an entire extra room full of questions that I was like, I've got to get this document. I've got to have it as soon as possible. And then the other one, which... As soon as it gets here, and as soon as I do an episode on it, everyone will hear about it. What's the most impactful thing that's happened during your research? The most impactful thing concerning my research is I started looking into what laws were being changed throughout like a 100-year a, a period, uh, especially starting with, you know, like 1920s, 1930s. What was going on concerning just like laws? concerning federal officials. And what I found out was something that was passed 30 years past uh, Slim's death was qualified immunity, and it was a protection for federal officials. And it kind of dovetailed to a lot of current events. And when I found out about this qualified immunity, I was going around and telling you know, everyone about it. And then the next, what I see is politicians talking about ending qualified immunity. And it was, it was really kind of, I was like, almost like two days ahead of, of what, you know, I was like predicting what, I was like, they need to end qualified immunity. That will solve a lot of the issues going on. Two days after I had already looked into this, I saw a lot of posts um, from, uh, politicians about ending qualified immunity and I was like I was two days ahead of you guys what's your favorite interview so far that's really hard to say because I don't want to play favorites but it's kind of hard to beat that first interview because my granny was telling her story about my 
my pa dude and and how my pa dude and her first met and their you know their marriage story and that first episode was just super special and also uh you know Ricky Estes's uh the last episode that I just did he was hilarious and he was awesome to interview um but I got to say that the episode with my granny was just really special who would you like to interview in the future well, one person I'm not ready to mention yet that I really want to interview, but another one that I tried to send a couple emails out and get um, interviewed was uh, there's a current movie coming out um, concerning the life of Al Capone and the famous actor Tom Hardy, who played Bane in the Dark Knight trilogy, and he also played in a movie uh, called Lawless uh, with Shia LaBeouf. I just sounded like that he would have done a lot of research into playing that Capone movie, and I really wanted to interview him, and I felt like that this might have been a good time because he would have been uh, working on a movie or anything, but I didn't hear anything back, unfortunately. And also, I sent an email to Al Capone's niece that I tried to interview because she just released a book about a year ago, and I kind of had some back and forth with her um, agent, and I thought it was going to happen, but she declined it. I guess she thought that I was going to uh, speak negative of Capone, uh, but I didn't have it. You know, I haven't said a negative word about Capone at all, but unfortunately, I didn't make myself clear enough, maybe. Do you think you'll compile this into a book once it's done? I'm not a writer by any means whatsoever, but I will say this. If my wife wants to take on this project of writing a book about this, she is definitely welcome to do it, but I'm not a writer. Um, I can write songs. I guess I can, but I can't write a book at all. Would you consider making a film about Slim? Of course I would consider making a film about Slim. Either it could be a documentary because I do love watching documentaries of all sorts. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't have to be just true crime. I'll watch a documentary about anything. But yes, uh, a full-length feature film, I don't care. I do believe that this story would make a great movie, either documentary or, you know, drama, whatever. Uh, yes, movie, most definitely. So if anybody is out there that's director or can get a movie project going, let's do it. What's the most listened to episode of the entire podcast? It is most definitely the first episode with my granny. So she can, uh, she can get a trophy for that. I should make her a trophy that uh, the most listened episode out of the entire podcast is her episode. If you had one thing to say to the people listening, what would it be? You don't have to make a podcast about it, but definitely if you've got like grandparents still around, um, you know, parents, ask them about stories about your, you know, your history and your family history and genealogy. Ask them because there's no telling what you're going to find. I've had a couple friends tell me that they've been interested in looking, you know, kind of researching some stuff and they've told me their stories and 
there's a lot that it just can really captivate you and you can learn more about yourself and and those stories really come to life and and you know it, it's just they need to be passed down they don't need to be you know erased through the sands of time and i want to encourage everyone listening to just get out there and you know like i said you don't have to do a podcast about it you don't have to do any kind of project about it but just for your you know for your own self just get out and discover those stories that could be lost Again, everyone, thank you so much for your support of this podcast. I couldn't do it without you. And yes, I mean without you, most definitely. You guys like talking about it with your friends, sharing the podcast, telling others about it. I appreciate it so much. And don't forget, you won't get an episode next Monday, but you will every other Monday. So just remember that. Guys, thank you so much.